so strawberries. Okay, finally. Finally, strawberries. You know how how do y'all? Let's go around the horn. How do y'all eat those? You don't have a bit. You don't have a bit, do you? I, I you, 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 you ate some strawberries it's this not morning, a, and you thought if if I say strawberries, I bet the boys you know are going like to take that prompt and you know run how with I like it. a strawberry, like a nice shortcake, yeah. and then I pile on the cool whip, and then I no, pile on some sliced strawberries you, fresh from the garden. You know, you know how I eat my strawberries. Tell me how you eat your strawberries, Christopher. Slowly, in aggregate. What? <laughs> I eat them in in aggregate. Is there it's, a joke it's, it's there? A, stra- the strawberries are aggregates. Oh, do you not know this? this? Oh. Do, do, do you not know something this? else? Please, a different. Okay, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, do you know how I eat my strawberries? How? How do you eat your strawberries? <laughs> in aggregate. Okay, okay, a different intro is required. Okay, here's what I wanted to talk about. I've been eating strawberries with the stem for basically my entire life. Like I eat the. That's actually the first. Now you need to be careful. No one will have context because those will be the first words of the cold open. So you need to just slow it down a little bit. I mean, what more context do they need? I've been eating strawberries with the stem for basically my entire life. Why? Because from a uh, just pure cleanup standpoint, I take the leaves off for what it's worth, but I leave the stem and I just eat the whole thing, and then I don't have to like deal with like a stump of a strawberry. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, yeah, wait, no, wait, wait. Right. No, 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 no. By this logic, no, that means no, you eat the no. apple core and you just eat the eat whole the banana. No, I don't eat. Yeah. You, dirty, you dirty donkey. Do you eat the apple core? No, no, one time, actually, I went to dinner with Russ to a local Applebee's and I finished eating my pasta with chicken in it. And I looked over and he had eaten his steak and fork and spoon and knife and plate and cup and his chair. Because <laughs> He's he said, like Willy he Wonka. Looked, he looked up at me and I was like, what are you doing? And he whispered, leave only footprints. And I was really confused why he would say that about the Applebee's. Um, and you cannot make a comparison between the apple core and the strawberry stem. One is like a little tiny piece of whatever fibrous stem. And one is will make you choke and die. I, why have you been allowed to do this your entire life? Like it's so much less, it's so much more convenient. What do you guys this end up with? Logic. A bunch of this is the a, logic of a goat. It's goat logic. Yes, thank you. This is goat logic. A bunch of stems and, and not like greatest stumps of all time. What do you do with those stumps? Compost them. Compost. Then you got to yeah. find a compost. You got to find a bin. You got to find a guy that'll do the work. <laughs> Instead, you treat your you turn your wait, body no, into wait, the bin. What guy? What guy? <laughs> Why do we talk about video games on this show? It should just be about Russ. It's all I want. I don't want to talk about Diablo. I want to talk about what guy Russ thinks he needs for composting. <laughs> I mean, what you know, you put it in the bin and then what? <laughs> Something's got to happen. I'm just saying. I realize it's not. It does happen. It turns into compost. And then what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, guys. Yeah. Do you know how I I eat my strawberries? <laughs> I, do you I eat them in stuff? aggregate. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's firing on all cylinders today. My 
My name is Justin McElroy, and I <laughs> and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I spent $25,000 on special magic rubies this week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and this podcast oh. is going to hell. <laughs> My name is Russ Parshik, and I know the best game of the week. So welcome to the Besties, where we'll talk about the latest and greatest in home, interactive, intergamement. It is a video game club, and just by listening, my friend, you are a member, and we're not even going to charge you a battle pass or a premium battle pass or an exclusive premium battle you pass. You do need legendary this. rupees, it should be known. You need legendary rupees. <laughs> that is, Those are freely available if you mine our cryptocurrency. <laughs> this week, we're talking about Diablo Im- uh, Immortal. Chris Plant, what's that? Uh, Diablo Immortal is a follow-up to the Diablo series where, you know, you kill things and dungeons with friends and you collect loot. But this time, it's on your phone, and they want you to just keep paying for it forever. The real hell. Hence the name. Oh! Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Uh, so Diablo Immortal. Let's talk about game for like. Let's just talk about it like a video. Can we talk uh, briefly okay. before we talk about video game? Can we talk about the history of the game as it was announced? Sure, go for it. So I don't have the year in front of me. It was probably 2018. Diablo coming to mobile was announced at BlizzCon 2018 when conferences were still a thing. And let's just say the response was um, tepid, to say the least. Uh, people or, or to be more accurate, actively hostile. Actively hostile. It was, people uh, it was were throwing chairs. Jeers. Yeah, uh, it was real bad. And I guess you know, not to say that all f- fan rage is justified or even reasonable, uh, but in this case, obviously, mobile games had something of reputation for being predatory and not very fun. So people were kind of bummed because this long-awaited franchise that they love, uh, instead of getting Diablo 4 in that case, it hadn't been announced at that time, it was getting a mobile game. Um, so many years have passed since that announcement. And it also, it also that, that announcement 
marked the iconic phrase, uh, I believe it was Wyatt Chang, uh, a, a developer at Blizzard, who when received the news was received with Jira said, do you guys not have phones? Which is maybe the worst reading of a room <laughs> I've ever heard of or encountered in my life. Yeah, they probably should have been prepared for the reaction and just got totally blindsided. Then a, a many years passed and Blizzard and Activision have become even more publicly uh, evil, I would say, as, as corporations. A lot of great people work there making these games, but I think, um, I think the name Blizzard is somehow much worse than it was it, that, than it was then it is now today. Ethically and in terms of the quality of the product that they release, in the interim, they put out the Warcraft 3 remaster that was pretty awful. A uh, couple ho-hum wow expansions. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been And they got sued by the state of California. Sure. <laughs> and now the game comes out. Uh, came out. Yeah, now the game comes just out. Just a week um, ago, I want to say. And yeah. from a gameplay, pers- from a pure game perspective, it's actually really kind of amazing. As like a mobile game uh, experience, I can't think of another mobile game that is so well replicated the sense of like a big top down open world you know loop based like it just feels really good to play on mobile the the controls are really intuitive um the way you kind of direct your attacks with the right thumbstick and then move around with the left uh thumb i guess not thumbstick but just you know thumb um, the, the, the buttons are big and vibrant and not easy to miss. You don't end up like hitting the wrong thing all the time. And I'm playing on a, a 13. So yeah. not like one, of, not the biggest, not the smallest, just sort of a regular, uh, size screen. I have tried it on, uh, a PC and interestingly, I think it's worse. Like yeah. the controls feel like they were mobile first and then ported to PC and it doesn't feel particularly great on the PC end of things, uh, especially moving around the world just feels weird. It's just weird. There's weird stuff where like you have to be pointing at the person, your mouse has mm. to be on the person that you want to attack if you're using keyboard and mouse. So that like feels bad. <laughs> like it feels bad. You have to pay a lot more attention to what's going on on the screen. Yeah. But, I um, even plugged the controller into my phone. So I completely agree with everything you've said. I think the touch controls are some of the best for this sort of game that I've played on mobile unquestionably. I plugged a controller just to see, like, was it going to be better into my phone? And you're right. It is not better. It's actually considerably more fun to play with touch controls for for the simple matter of, like, some of your spells, you need to aim, and the way they do it yeah. on touch controls is very smart because you push the button, and then you kind of p- drag your finger in the direction you want to fire the and you spell. See, you see it. You see, like, a UI indicator right. of where your spell is going to go exactly. The UI is, is it, it, for, for all of this game's, like, uh, you know, com- complexities and menus within menus within menus, I, I think that... The game, the fact that it works as well as it does on a touchscreen is is nothing short of miraculous. Yeah, and it's um, fun and it's satisfying and it feels like Diablo. I mean, it, it has some minor tweaks to the, like Diablo formula with like ultimate power attacks and stuff like that, but the core of it feels very, very true to Diablo. Um, yes, if you if you played Diablo three, it is essentially a very good mobile port of that. Yes. Like same, same, same classes, same aesthetic, a, a lot of the same stuff from Diablo three, which is the Diablo game that 
by far I have spent the 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 most the most time with. Yeah, and and I would say like there's some uh, bo- we're going to get into the like monetization stuff in a second and it's going to get very well, complicated but the, before the, before we we're do going that up the roller coaster hill right now and we're going to yeah. peak the top I can't wait. I will say um if I have just again from a gameplay perspective I would say that I haven't found anything I've done yet and I've probably played I don't know six or seven hours. I mean, I played a good amount. I'm at level 32, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I don't think I've died once. Like the very little, I, I don't understand how the potions work. <laughs> like I just always seem to have potions ready to go. Um, and I, uh, I have not died yet. Here's a cool day because on the potions. I, it, it may be because I'm, uh, playing a guardian, uh, a crusader named Bible Man, um, and he and he's really strong and hard to hurt. Huh. So yeah, I uh, I think it is designed as m- many mobile games are to make those first several hours totally like a power fantasy, like you can just crush everything in front of you. And it yeah. is that I'm playing, I'm doing a necromancer, and uh, same deal. I don't feel particularly challenged. Then again, like when when everything's humming in Diablo, that's kind of like common which is to say like once you have your build going you're supposed to kind of steamroll through everything um because it means you're i don't know it makes you feel good at the game so i get where that's coming from um i uh yeah i haven't really run into any challenge at all so far either i'm a little bit early uh earlier than where you are justin um in a way, it feels good, though, because, like, I have four different abilities, and they all cool down pretty quickly, sure. and it's really fun to just run into a room full of 20 dudes and just wreck shit. And you don't have to worry like, about mana, which is nice. Uh, it's just yeah. cooldowns, which is, like, a nice simplification of the Diablo formula. Um, and, like, you know. And the, the spells are, like, really, the the a lot of the abilities are really innovative. You can pick from a few different ones that you have equipped at any one time. So I've experimented with a few different ones. The Guardian has one where uh, he gets into a chariot <laughs> and runs around, uh, like rides around this chariot, and any enemies you pass get hooked to a chain that he then starts dragging behind and doing damage. Yeah. So you're like rolling around with like eight goblins or whatever, just like being dragged behind you. It's really funny. I also really like the fact that, and this feels new for Diablo, I could be dead wrong, but the fact that I'm just playing and doing quests or whatever it is, and random other players are also doing quests and running around like it is like yeah. it's an MMO. Whereas I feel like in previous Diablo games, you would have to like join a server to ever see anyone. Yeah. And, and, and that's like and a, that is the direction that Diablo Four is is supposedly going. Got in, it. Is that more sort of always always online living world thing, which is like great. That's great. I think that makes a lot of sense for Diablo. Yeah. I will say the one sort of hiccup, and I don't know if there's a good workaround for this, considering the like mobile first nature and also the um, always online kind of thing. But any time that you navigate away from the app, it logs you out. Like you are kicked out of the game. Um, uh, there was maybe one time where I left for just like a couple of seconds and came back, but like by and large, and that think about how often that happens on your phone, right? Mm -hmm. You get a text message. You're like, Oh, let me respond to this real quick. You go back, you're logging out of the game. And I have lost like not much. It seems to say pretty frequently, but like lost a little bit of progress besides the fact that I have to like go through the login screen again. Um, and that's kind of a pain. Like this is not something where you have like, you know, 
uh, 30 seconds in or, you know, a minute in a line and you just want to like hop in real quick. Yeah. This is really like a, my kids are playing at the Bowers house and I need to sit down for 10 minutes. It, Plant, yeah. do you have any thoughts on specifically like any gameplay stuff or? Well, yeah, I mean, this is kind of transitioning into the monetization thing. But this game is my personal nightmare. And that doesn't mean it's a bad game at all. And it doesn't mean that anybody who likes it is bad. I'm not saying that. I think it's honestly So you're not, very wait, well you're not saying that. No. What I'm saying is I already have issue with games like Diablo because I feel like they're designed to eat time. And now... It's a game that's designed to eat time, which it does very effectively, and it's going to now also eat my money. So it's going to eat like yeah. my two resources. And and to be fair, eating time isn't bad. Like the appeal of Diablo is, it's like having a scratch pad by your old telephone where you could doodle while you talk to someone, so that you mm-hmm. can, like, you know, have something else to do. It is such a great game that you play with friends. That's really an excuse for people, especially men, who do not get on phones, historically, to talk to each other, right? Like, that was the old appeal of early Diablo, is you could hang out, and you could quite literally call someone on the phone while you played together, and now you could do it on Discord. And I feel, for me, I was spending less time doing this, playing with others. I was just, you know, grinding for the sake of grinding. And, And then at a certain point, you hit a threshold where it's like, well, we've eaten up your time. But now what if you gave us some dollars? And I was like, oh, man. And again, it's so it's so well made. I This is one of those games where uh, I, once I got enough for the podcast, I had to delete it because I know that I would – I can't resist it. Yeah, yeah. I can – I actually p- personally will do the same thing as soon as we're done recording. Like I, I, um, I did want to – before we get into the monetization, I did want to give – uh, uh, credit to one more area of the game. Presentation wise, like, oh, yeah, um, there is a lot more fully voiced audio that is actually pretty well performed than you, I think, would assume there's going to be. Like, the the narrative parts are kind of nonsensical, but they do feel like, um, you get a sense of like the story moving forward and the quest that you're on, and like, they do a good job of setting up MacGuffins throughout, like, you need the three pieces of this spear and they're in these two three different areas but they have like pretty good voice performances and uh there's more of it than you think that there is going to be um yeah okay. also the game okay. just looks good like the, the, good. Really the good. art design it's the visuals huge yeah and and that they're able to make it all read on a very small phone yeah, yeah. again i i'm just as, as a work of craft it's incredible yeah it is okay. it, it does not look great on pc if you blow, it looks bad on it PC. Looks bad. Actually, weirdly, it does because it's designed for mobile very clearly, right. and they b- very clearly kind of hacked it onto PC to get it working. It, you know, we'll see if they ever update it with higher res textures and stuff like that for bigger screens. But right now, uh, play it on mobile because uh, that yeah. uh, you know everything or, about that uh, feels or, more in line with what they were trying to do. Or another option. Don't play it, or just don't mobile. play. It is another just option. Don't play it. I let's. I Griffin, I, can, can I set the stage for? Yeah, the, please, for the because I've stuff. never but, experienced a more confusing monetization model than Diablo. And that mobile. isn't that is completely intentional. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of different ways to spend money on this game. Some of them are familiar, and I want to say, like, I think it is not a particularly brave position to shit on Diablo Immortal or Blizzard 
Blizzard stuff, right? Like sure. there's a there's a cottage industry of that exact exercise that exists on on YouTube, and I think that it can get hyperbolic at times. But I I genuinely think in this case it lives up to the hype. Uh, there are a lot of different ways to spend money on the game. There's a season pass, right? That refreshes what every month or so. Yeah, it's a and month. You play the game to rank up. You complete these little uh, codex missions, and you get points to fill up your season pass, and you get rewards or you can get better rewards if you have the premium season pass or even better rewards if you have like the super premium season (laughs) pass that's like okay whatever and the rewards that you are getting and and this is sort of the this is the i would say least egregious of the things you're getting like upgrade materials for your gear which is already like you can make that pay to win argument if you if you i mean it's not hard to make that argument there is aesthetic stuff too there's uh, uh cosmetic items that you're unlocking also but most of the time it is it is the materials you will need to upgrade your gear okay that's the season pass the first time i beat or the first time anyone beats a dungeon uh in the game which happens pretty early on you beat it you get some loot you're like oh great and you pop back into the main hub and then a prompt pops up that's like hey for 99 cents we can boost the rewards of that dungeon by 600 percent." and it's like well okay i don't really know what any of that means yet because i just started playing but whatever and then every time you beat a dungeon you you get that uh prompt there's a way to spend money so that you can unlock uh, like 30 days worth of daily rewards uh, if, if you want to, although you do have to keep playing to get to get access to that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, it is nonstop in the ways that it, it is sort of shoveling that stuff at you. And there is one, one system in particular that is like outrageous. Before what, you get what, into the relics real yeah. quick, all the other stuff, the upgrade materials, what have you, have you played enough, Griffin, to get to the point where you would want desperately that stuff such that you would shell money out for let's say upgrade materials no i've played a a little bit less than justin i think i'm like level i'm playing like a level 27 barbarian uh and you get through those early levels like wicked fast yeah um but but no i i haven't and mostly because big wall around 30 okay it slows way down uh mostly because uh, I'm finding so much gear and replacing that gear. And Diablo, if you're not experienced with the franchise, like it, that is the name of the game until you hit endgame. And when you hit endgame, now you're grinding for these like legendary armor sets that give you bonuses uh, if you complete the set. And they have sort of uh, like augments for your powers as opposed to just sort of statistical upgrades. I haven't hit that point yet. Um, and I do not think I am going to because of... The last system that is in place. Wait. Uh, yes. I, I'm going to delay you just a little bit more. I have to comment one thing about this. Uh, I think I guess I've probably played the most. Um, the The systems are plentiful and they're kind of clumsy, but they're also like they're implemented in such a rush. They're so quick to get you looped into these that they really kind of fuck themselves because they show you like the first time you do a dungeon, they're like, here's how you could juice these rewards or whatever. And they're laying out all these incredibly complex upgrade systems before you have any and asking for money before you have any idea of the context yeah. of any of it. Like it's so early, you don't even get a chance to like it would be like this. It would be like if the first 10 hours of a game you have a horse, and then 10 hours in, they're like, Do you want a car? You have to pay $8. It's like, yeah, I hate this fucking horse. Please, absolutely yeah. let me buy the car. This is like 
you're about to get on the horse and they're like, do you want a car? It's $8. Like, well, I don't know. I haven't even tried the horse yet, but now I'm going to feel immediately sort of like, well, am I wasting my time with the horse? And the answer is yes. Yes, you (laughs) absolutely are. are. Uh, (laughs) I, to, okay. So like Fire Emblem Heroes is probably the game I've spent the most money on. I am like, well, I'm fine spending money on a free to play mobile game. Because I run the value proposition in my head of like, well, I, I'm spending a lot of time with this thing and I can spend a little bit of money and in, enhance my experience with the game, right? That's like, yeah. that's the name of the game for most mobile games, at least. For that Monster Legends game I've been playing with Henry, I'll get the season pass because it's like we play that game a fucking lot and it it enhances the experience for me. Fine. Uh, the main system uh, that that wants your money in this game are legendary gems. So there's three sort of like measurements of your oh character's <laughs> power. There's your character level, there's your gear, and then there are the gems that you slot into that gear. Uh, you can run these things called Elder Rifts, which are like mini dungeons, and you can put crests into the like gateway into those rifts to guarantee yourself rewards. There are rare crests that you will get a lot of while you play the game. And those have a very, very, very small chance to drop legendary gems, which are the strongest types of gems that have like bonkers powers on them that help sort of differentiate your barbarian from every other barbarian in Mm. the game, right? So there's like one that uh, lets you build up this lightning that after a while chains to a bunch of enemies and looks fucking sweet. Uh, Like those legendary gems like effectively change the way that your character goes through the game, right? But they are not guaranteed when you just use a regular rare crest that you use just from playing the game. Legendary crests do guarantee a legendary gem drop at the end of one of those mini dungeons, right? Um, You can can buy them with like this special currency if you're like a free-to-play player. You can buy one of them a month. Uh, without spending actual cash. Cool. So that's one guaranteed legendary gem a month, okay? Or you can spend money on on those legendary crests, and then all of a sudden you can slot in, you know, however many you want. I think it's like three if you're playing solo, but you can slot in 10 if you're playing in a big group, and so you guarantee yourself 10 legendary gem drops. And they're like, I want to say like a buck 50, two bucks. I don't know the exact amount of money for each specific crest, right? Um legendary gems when they drop they can either be one stars or two stars which is all that you can ever get if you do happen to get a a legendary gem drop from the rare free-to-play crest, right or they can be five stars which is weird (laughs) uh and those five star gems obviously have the most buck wild effects like those are the ones that are really going to give you some super strong uh, uh, like extra powers in the game and boost your stats uh but even if you do get a five star gem to drop all five stars might not be filled in (laughs) So you may get like a five star legendary gem that's only operating at like three star like potency, right? The odds of you getting a five star gem with all five stars filled in is something like one in 3000 chance, like super duper, 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 duper low. Uh, And then there's like a, uh, a system where if you spend 50, a pity system where if you spend 50 of those crests, which is over a hundred dollars, you are guaranteed one five star gem. Okay. But the, but again, all Jeez. five stars might not be filled in. There was but, a story yesterday of somebody who spent four thousand so dollars on the game and did not end up getting one yeah. of those five star five star gems. Here's my ethical question about the game, right? So Kotaku did a story that was basically like, "Hey, it's amazing that this game is free to play. I don't know why people would be upset because you 
you can enjoy this game if you just choose not to spend money. If you play until you get to the point where you need to spend money and then you stop, congratulations, you enjoyed a free game. And on one hand, I I get where that's coming from because I think giving access to people who otherwise could not have afforded this game, I get it. On the other yeah. hand, that's the entire model. It's the whale system where it's like, yes, there are people who have self-control. Not everybody has it. Right. And yeah. it, the way that these games make money is predatory of people who are going to become so obsessed that they spend $4,000 on the game and don't even get what they want. So yeah. on one hand, yeah, it's free for people who have that, that capacity to say no. Like I said, I myself know I don't. And that's why I have to delete the game. And yeah, it, I just, it makes me uncomfortable participating in that and enjoying something again for free when I know, hey, the reason I can enjoy this for free is because somebody else is footing my bill. I also have to say that they have, um, not just that there's all kinds of these like manipulative systems that are hidden and cloaked behind several levels of obfuscation that make it hard to tell what you're spending and what you're getting and, and all that stuff. I don't mind to spend dumb money on a game. Like I spent a stupid money on Fortnite before buying dumb shit, like really dumb shit. Yeah. But like, just I'll be Obi-Wan. Like, I don't know. Here's You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. And I, and I feel like the problem with Diablo really is like, the value proposition isn't there. Even if you want to classify it as like, well, this is a dumb thing that I bought. You very rare. I have not yet like been able to fill up a dungeon party with like people to play with. Mm. Like it, it is not, they are not really that concerned with you doing that. The game is not that hard. So I don't need the, the like, uh, gameplay bonuses that spending money would provide. And, and as good as the game looks, my dude is small. Like, I'm not going to tell if I buy him a cool hat. Like, I don't know. He, I don't know. He's eight pixels well, tall. What, what the fuck do I, I care? So, like, none of it is, like, tempting sure. to me. Like, and that, and that I feel like they, they could have implemented it in a way that, like, made it made a lot more. Just get, just say, like, hey, if you give us $10, you have lightning powers. Like, okay, fine. Yeah. Here's $10. Yeah. Well, ahead, let Russ. me, let me address the big thing that keeps me from saying, oh, this is a game that I'm going to play forever. You y'all know me. You know, Griffin mentioned Fire Emblem Heroes. I still play that still game. Same I've been free to play for quite some time. Fortnite, obviously, I still play that game. I've, I've been playing Fall Guys, also free to play uh, or soon to be free to play. In this, the reason why I do not feel that same draw, that same urge is because I spent probably 200 hours playing Diablo 3 immortal edition whatever it was the the console version with all the expansion packs and stuff like that probably 200 hours in total i played with my wife and i played online with people and i've played a ton of that game it is a fantastic game it is amazing and it has i would say 99 percent of what this game has in terms of content in terms of stuff yeah. uh you, the only thing it doesn't have you won't see random people running around you have to join a multiplayer game but otherwise it has everything. And right now I just checked. I checked Deco Deals, which had like the eShop um, prices, which is generally like one of the higher uh, costing game uh, platforms uh, for the eShop. Uh, you can get this game for $30. And for $30, you get 200 hours. You get as many fucking legendary crests as you want. They are in that game yeah. too. <laughs> and you could get amazing ones. For $30, one price, you get all the classes, you get all these cosmetics, you get 
seasonal gameplay. You get fucking pets chasing you around. Now, I, I realize, as we've discussed, there are people that don't necessarily have the $30 to spend or they don't have the console, so, but they do have a phone. And for those people, yeah, you could experience a seven-hour or eight-hour fun, free thing and kind of dip a toe into Diablo. But you will just hit this wall where it's like, oh, there's nothing left. And if you hit that wall and you have urged to be like, well, I'm going to start spending money so there is more. I'm going to spend $5 a month to get the Battle Pass, whatever it is. Trust me when I say you will get so much better return on your investment if you just buy Diablo 3 yeah. on any of the many, many platforms it is on because it's a fantastic game. Not to mention Diablo 4 on the horizon. I will play a shitload of Diablo 4. I pray to God that they do not have anything quite as uh, insanely you know, complicated and unnecessarily monetized in Diablo 4. I'm sure there will be some mm. gross monetization stuff. Absolutely. But I hope it is not quite this bad um uh, can i ask you a question russ yes i spent a t- i spent a ton of time playing diablo 3 on the switch also yep. of those 200 hours about how much of that was like long tail end game grind for legendary yeah probably and, and stuff. 20 of those hours oh really okay I, most I would of think it was just playing through on it. the different classes and like enjoying oh, learning okay. each of the different classes i did not get super like obsessed i could have i could have just played like necromancer or whatever uh witch doctor and only gotten like focused on getting that character's crest but and people yeah. can do that it's up to you how you play it uh, it that that long tail is what has always uh attracted me to the diablo games yeah is the idea of like you beat the game you beat the, the campaign and then it's like how hard a difficulty can i push by finding these very specific things that i need for my character's build sure. that's great if you, if you want to do that in this game, I'm not exaggerating. People have run the math, and again, it's 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 hard to separate the truth of the matter and the statistics of the drops and people's like unadulterated rage mm-hmm. toward Blizzard and everything that they create. But like, if you want to like, it, it, okay, so if you uh, max out a gym, you can awaken a piece of gear, which unlocks more gym slots <laughs> for it, which means there's more opportunities for you to go in and try and get these five-star, five-star gems. And some like people have run the math and gotten a lot of different uh, answers for like, if you wanted to fully max out your shit with five-star, five-star gems, like, and there've been a lot of different numbers that have come out of that, but they're all about six figures. And it's like, I don't know that, uh, obviously, there's probably some sort of rich, you know, uh, prince or something uh, somewhere in the world that's like, yes, I will spend four million dollars on uh, lightning. But for everybody else, it's like, yes, uh, I don't know anyone who would do that. I would spend ten dollars probably a month if I was and, really enjoying it's so the game. Specious though, like it's that's very specious logic. Like it's not designed for you to spend six figures on. Like that is not the the end goal of it i mean i guess it would be a goal right sort the go- of stretch goal but even I that talking say. about what the goal of what you're in what you hope to get out of the game by playing it is also like uh, impossible to know i am saying i'm saying there needs that, to that, be a tier of this game that is above free but below whale where you can stop thinking about microtransactions for a while they do you i want like let me play a pay a flat fee and get a good return on that, and then I, you pay know that what that as is. I'm playing the that's game. the Fortnite Battle Pass, and that's what I would desperately want from something like this, where I know exactly what I'm getting, why I'm getting it, and that's enough. I could spend no more dollars and feel satisfied that I got fucking Darth Vader and Indiana Jones. That is not in this game. What no. they get, what they have for a Battle Pass, is like fucking 
various currencies and stuff that maybe would be useful to eventually power you through to spending a shitload of money. And uh, that's just not appealing to me. I, it might be it's, appealing to other people, but it's not for me. And this is th- this is for me. I think the the big reason why I'm just I'm probably not going to play this game like anymore is that this is a game all about the progress, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like a Fortnite battle pass. Fortnite's fun at every point that you play it. Yes, you pick up Fortnite, it's fun. Yeah. hundred matches in, it's fun. Like it's fun, and the money that you spend on it is stupid is you're buying stupid stuff for fun right yeah (laughs) in this game it's all about getting stronger gear and and making your character stronger and all that shit and you can see the the almost sheer cliff face of what awaits you at the end game and it is these legendary gems and the grind that you have going for it which again if you spend no money you get one a month like it's the 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 way that the numbers are tuned is fucking bonkers like it's 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 not like uh tempting me like i'm gonna get to the end of the month and be like wow i spent 50 dollars on this game it's like if you really want to crack into that shit you're going to have to drop an amount of money that i do not think 0.001 percent of the people who play this game would ever be willing to drop and so when i see that it breaks the spell of games like this a lot of the games that blizzard makes which is like games that are all about progress mm-hmm. and 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 loot and uh you know somewhat mind-numbing gameplay at times in search of that loot is the moment i feel like i'm wasting my time i i that's it like it, the game has the shine comes right off the apple and you can see that wall very clearly from the start and so it's like uh, what why would i why would i keep playing this game that's all about making my character stronger when i know i will reach a point where other people can get ahead of me by dropping like stacks on stacks on stacks of cash yeah i think i think that's probably a good way to sort of wrap it and and just say like i think if you're listening to this, you have a very clear idea of whether this is something that would appeal to you or not. It says a lot that Griffin, captain of progress and progression through games, uh, is sort of even put off by how egregious it is. So take that. Uh, and it's, as you and, will. and to, to also sort of tie together everything, it's a, it's a good game. I yeah, think it's a good game. It's That's a good game. It's, 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 it is a good game. And I think I could get, I've been waiting for a game like this. I think I could definitely get into a game like this, but like that wall is always on the horizon and knowing that I will not, I have zero interest to, to scale it makes me feel like, well, then why would I spend so many of my life hours on this, th- this exercise in progress when I know that that progress will be, moved way out of reach yeah. at a certain point in the game. There, See, there and the answer is there is no reason. And and I don't I don't I, you know, nobody can guess the whims of Blizzard these days. I would be shocked if they did not adjust the shit because it's it's it, it seems financially wrong. But there's like, also they, like nothing stopping them a year from now from being like, "Oh, we're, we're going to add fucking six star gems and enjoy." Like <laughs> yeah, they could they could oh, definitely it's only gonna get worse. They, they could go in a more evil direction. But I would be surprised if they did not do things like put more legendary crests into the season pass. Right? Yeah, that's true. that that makes sense. Or like make it so that you get more than one free legendary crest every month. Like something to tempt me because I'm not even tempted right now. Yeah. If I may be so bold, we've spent um um more time on this than we have on many games that are moral <laughs> exercises. <laughs> So maybe we should move on to other topics. Yes. yes. Play Nobody Saves the World. It's basically Diablo, but way fucking better. 
You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution to save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages... Sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Can you feel it? Can you feel the crackle in the air, the energy in the air? Well, that that's E3. Can you, can you tell? Duh! It's, it's, it's like a banshee at your window scraping. <laughs> I like Scree! the analogy that it's just energy in the air because it has no corporeal form anymore. It has it does not occupy E3 does not occupy physical space, but it's just sort of all around us. And that's beautiful. I will say, so uh while it wasn't, you know, officially called E3 or anything like that, so Sony had their state of play uh press conference, I guess uh, a couple days ago. And they did show some dope shit as part of that thing. Um, I don't know if you guys saw anything that you were excited about, but uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake, which I know we talked about recently. uh, I don't know how they're going to update that game, but it's going to be fucking sick. Like all of their remakes have been quite good. Um, And they showed a bunch uh, of Street Fighter. uh, Street Fighter looks good. Stuff. 
Yeah, Street Fighter looks good. Final Fantasy 16 looks whatever. That game continues to move in a direction that I don't love, uh, but it, you know. Yeah, I, 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 the other game that sort of jumped out at me was a game called The Callisto Protocol, which is, from a branding perspective, kind of makes me nauseous. But from a game team perspective, I mean, it's basically, correct me if I'm wrong, the Dead Space team making another Dead Space game is just not called Dead Space. They just, like... Wasn't that yeah. announced, like, a year ago? No, yeah, well, yeah. also, it used to be part of the PUBG universe, I believe, and they oh, finally right. were like, you yes. know what, okay. it's not, that's bad. I didn't know that. As if the title wasn't good enough, uh, <laughs> yeah. I... There's a uh, There was a game they announced called Eternites that was, uh, that's like an action game dating sim that I thought oh, yeah. was like a Persona 3 remake until they showed the title of the game <laughs> which was disappointing uh but yeah I, it, it had some okay stuff in it I, I i don't know that anything so huge has come out of e3 stuff so far though what about that cat game i mean that wasn't announced stray but... stray is out i think it comes out this summer. Nah. yeah it's not out no oh, okay it comes out this summer. it's always at the top of the steam charts because people are so horny to be a cat <laughs> pre-order whatever <laughs> meow um I mean, there's a new Joker. Oh, God. <laughs> Was that, that an E3 E3? announcement? Did they... Is that an E3 announcement? It yeah. did happen during I don't know how to find these E3. I don't know how you guys are finding these E3 announcements. We watched. I'm just Googling hot news, and that's the hot news right now. Just did, did Todd Phillips just walk out? Did, did, what? What? What the happens? jokes are bigger and funnier than uh. ever before. <laughs> the laughs are back. The fun is back. The jokes are back. It's a joker. I like to imagine Todd Phillips walking out on an E3 press conference stage and just like standing there for a second and then jumping in the air and saying, Joker 2! <laughs> and it starts playing the fucking Peggle music. <laughs> I should probably know Ode to Joy. I can't believe I just called Ode to Joy Peggle music. It's called Joker. <laughs> Flaw Adieu. Oh. Beautiful. I don't know how you'd pronounce that. F O L. Oh boy, it's gonna be. I'm so excited for another round of this. I think there will be some big announcements happening uh, on uh, what is it? Monday is the or uh, Sunday? Summerfest. The uh, well, I meant the Bethesda Microsoft press conference, Uh, which is happening this coming weekend. That'll be nice. That'll be fun. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah I can, don't think the big stuff's Can we yet. talk about what other games we've been playing? Because I, I have a thing that I want to talk about. Yeah, sure. sure. Go for it. Okay. So we had to record things a little bit out of order. So there's a Resties that's going to come out next Tuesday that's about Sniper Elite 3 or 5. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. When we recorded that, <laughs> I had not played the third mission because I'd been too obsessed with the first two. Uh, my mistake. Y'all. Y'all. Everybody here, you all need to play Sniper Elite 5 and the third mission in it. It is one of the best levels in a video game ever. And I know wow. I'm, a har- I'm a hyperbolic little boy. I'm serious. It's unbelievable. It, Why would I play a Sniper Elite? No, 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 no. So here's the good news. You, when you start it, there are a ton of uh, accessibility features which you can use to zip through the first two stages, and all of the gore, you know, that like the X-ray organ stuff, I you can, can just turn it, turn it off. Turn Crank it all off. To max. Oh. It's oh. great. Oh. And oh. then it just becomes this like yeah. weird Hitman game where you're also a sniper. And the third mission is called Spy Academy. You start out with this like panoramic view of basically spy Hogwarts, this huge castle estate. And 
it's like every type of stealth game in one. At first, you're doing like long range, you know, sniping combat across these massive chasms. Then you're doing like semi mid range. Uh, what? Did you say huh? chasm? Chasm. You could say chasm. Sorry. It's fine. They, they both a, work, right? Yeah, I think they both work. Maybe. On like a roof and a crick. Oh, boy. Um, okay. You do cross a crick. And uh, and there's, like, this mid-range combat, and then you go into the castle, and it's all this, like, very tight corridors, sneaky, sneaky, and every bit of it is so good. The art design of it is stunning. There is a kind of a twist at the end that I won't spoil, but it is just, mm, you, it, you could make a whole course on how video game design works off just this level. And I, I cannot wait for y'all to play it. I don't want to talk too much more about it because I, I really want everybody to play it so that we can talk about it on a We also episode. spend a, a pretty considerable amount of time talking about it in the Tuesday episode of Resties coming up. So that's something you can look forward to. I'll try to get in there. Just that you, I promise early. you will it's love. $50. To it's on Game Pass. The, yeah, oh, dude. Okay, well, sure, fine. Fine. Um, I wanted to talk about a game called Soda Crisis. <laughs> Is this a fall to Soda hold on, Dungeon? Wait, uh, did, it, wait, hold on, guys. The back, here's the back of my neck are standing up. This is a really good start for the J-Man. Let's now, see if Now, I can know, Justin, what you think. Based on the name Soda Crisis, you think... Oh, it, I God, know, I, know. I want to be the impresario of a soda empire, and I have eight different factories, and they all drain my battery. <laughs> my I know you think it's a... I ignore my kids. It's a clicker game. It is not. I'm sorry, Justin. It is uh, a basically 3D Metal Slug game, uh, action, like Contra style or Metal Slug. Uh, it's on Steam. You get it for, like, 11 bucks. And uh, it's like just like a really fun, mindless, brainless, cool looking action game. Um, and uh, I've been looking for kind of something that could like capture that magic of Contra, which I always loved. Uh, and this uh, kind of does that in a really like fast paced way. So if that's of interest, I know, Justin, I'm sorry to disappoint. It is not uh, soda whatever that was, Soda Brewery 2 that you came, became obsessed with. Soda Dungeon, Soda Dungeon, Soda Dungeon 2, 2 I mean, fucking beats ass and you should play that Yeah, game it's a great game. I won't have this slander. No relation. Um, I uh, I have been sticking with uh, V Rising. Um, I think that I'm getting to probably a natural stopping point for now until there's like more. It's still a very good, if you listen to our episode last week, um, my friend, uh, you should know it's still a very good game and definitely one that you should play and check out. Um, I I got to a point where there's just some hiccups in the progression. There have been too many points where the next thing I need to do is way too like challenging mm. for me and or the levels are just completely out of whack. The next boss I need to kill is a vampire hunter who is literally 15 levels lower than me in, in, in this game system and who houses me every time and who I've not had any problems with like other bosses of similar um, levels. So I think that there's a, there's a, there's some work that needs to go into smoothing that experience out, but um, it's still really good. And I think that like, I'll probably return to it once, They've done some some updates, but apparently it's it's done really well, and so they'll have the opportunity to do that. But um, that I have stuck with that quite a bit. Probably played about thirty hours at this point, but I think I'm probably going to take a quick break. And uh, I will say one thing that's interesting that I didn't touch on last time when we talked about it. Um, it does sort of like communal living <laughs> in a way that is like I don't think I've seen other games do, where like 
anybody can walk into your house that is – I don't know if they have to be in your um, – what what is the word they use? For, uh, mean, it's like clan or something like clan that. Clan or whatever. I don't know if they have to be or not, but like anybody can walk into your house and just like use your stuff. Like they can get into your chests and use your stuff or use your tools. They learn – Recipes. If you have recipes they they don't have, you learn them when you check out it their. Seems stuff. very like, counter to the rules of vampires that anyone could just wander in. Well, that's other well, the vampire. It's all vampires. So vampires look out for other vampires. So if humans can wander in if you leave your door open. <laughs> that is actually a very funny thing that happens from time to time. It's like you'll go into your living room. There's just a deer there. It's like what the fuck? Oh god, damn it, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Why did you leave the door open? That's my one of my sermons. Mm. I have Travis Griffin and Joseph Gordon Levitt. And, those are your uh, three brothers. So, those are my three brothers. <laughs> it's a fun game. Um, we Henry and I polished off uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, by which I mean, there's like a there's a tournament mode in the game that's kind of like a boss rush, and we beat the very hardest one, which has like a hell mode, like a uh, uh, bullet hell <laughs> shooter boss that beat the crap out of us a few times, and so we had to go out and like grind for resources. Uh, but we finally managed to beat it, and it and again, this is the same year that uh, Elden Ring came out. It was my favorite boss fight of any game that <laughs> has come out this year. That game has mechanics in it that I don't think most people even realize. Like there is a um, almost bayonetta style uh, bullet time dodge you can do. Like you can, there's a dodge button that you can get by holding down block and sort of moving. And if you do it at just the right time, it slows time down and gives you a chance to like counter with a super strong attack. And you basically have to do that constantly in this final boss fight. And it was thrilling, especially because I had my five-year-old son next to me like, get him, dad. <laughs> uh, it was very nice. Uh, but we, we, have, we have beat that and now are kind of looking for the next great game to play. Uh, I, uh, Star Wars. You should. You guys should check out Star Wars. I you said Lego Star Wars kind of went over your kids' heads. What? Yeah, but like not over my head. <laughs> I'm a man. Yeah, we just started playing. Uh, we just started. I, I downloaded Castle Crashers because I thought you know that simple style of beat 'em up thing would be good, and it, it, you know it would be meaty enough for him to play. And then I remembered, oh, that game's pretty violent. It is very but violent. A, but there is a. Uh, uh, option to turn off gore mm. uh, so I turned that off and like played by myself to see what it did and basically it makes it so that you don't like decapitate every enemy that you fight against but in the background of all the scenes there's like you know soldiers covered in blood and their own poop and it's like okay so not yet with this one not yet cool I mean you could um, probably do uh, what is it Scott Pilgrim would be a good that is what I was gonna say that's what we're playing right now is yeah. Scott Pilgrim uh, and and th man that's that's still a great little beat em up um, but when I bounced off Diablo and was super disappointed, I have been like desperately searching for another phone game to play, and I got into Super Auto Pets. Have oh. you guys done that yet? Mm. Oh man, be careful! Uh, yeah, that's a uh, rough. One. It is a very sort of um, streamlined sort of auto chess experience where you uh, draft uh, animals essentially to your team of five. Uh, and you can, if you get like copies of the same animal, you can stack them to increase their power. And each animal has like different uh, abilities that you have to kind of uh, synchronize in order to come up with like these these builds. Uh, and there's, it's a very well made, well balanced game with lots and lots of different ways to like put together a winning team. 
And, you know, you only get to draft from a handful of animals each round. So you really have to be flexible and not just try and go for the same thing over and over again. But it is it is basically every, uh, you know, if I'm pumping gas, I'll get in a couple rounds of super auto pets. Uh, and I have played that game a fuck ton. That's just uh, multiplayer, playing, correct? Like, you can't play it. like It's off. just multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Every every fight that you do is against another player's team. Um and I've been playing that game nonstop, and I've spent no dollars on it. So that's stark, stark contrast. The reason you'd want to spend money is the the other characters you can unlock basically completely changes the game, and you you get paired with yes. people who have that new content. So it's kind of like most a of the spinoff. Most of the meta like decks, if you will, of like animals yeah. that you can draft are come from the free to play deck. Yeah, like I, I have not actually even seen a single suggested deck using the uh things that you pay for and again like when i say pay for those extra decks it's like two bucks it's like yeah i think it's an entirely Uh, different player pool when you use that deck oh interesting okay well it's on it's on uh mobile and pc and i'm having so much fun with it it's kind of an older game so i know that a a lot of people who are hearing this have probably played it already but if you've not um yeah i I don't think it's hit 1.0 yet so i think oh really that's like this here i I yeah they are constantly updating it and yeah, 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 yeah. If you go on YouTube and search for it, like every day people are putting out new build videos, which is wild. Yeah. Because Good like rules. it's not it's not Hearthstone. There's not like six hundred cards to choose. Like it's you're talking about like, guys, I got this new uh this new elephant blowfish hybrid deck that you guys are gonna freak the fuck out about. And it's <laughs> like this is uh this is this is very pure. This is very uh this is very wholesome. Yeah. This has been a great episode. I've had a lot of fun today. I hope you guys have to. Have to. I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Nate Great, Albino Brown Pig, Mystery Wizard, Doodad345, and Murder Bear 71 Thank you for and writing the reviews. Games, the games that we talked about today are Diablo Immortal. Uh, we talked about a bunch of E3 stuff, Stray, Resident Evil 4 Remake, The Callisto Protocol, uh, I think maybe Roller Dumb, Final Fantasy 16, and then honorable mentions were Soda Crisis, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Super Auto Pets, V Rising, and Sniper Elite 5, which we will be talking about on the upcoming episode of The Besties. And then next week, we'll be talking about Mario Strikers Battle League. Mario is back on the pitch. <sighs> And I'm gonna have diarrhea that week, so I won't be able to play that you Mario get that a soccer lot. game. It's just cha, cha, cha. yeah, especially with Mario soccer games. <laughs> I tend to get a lot of diarrhea at those times. Um, thank you so much for listening to the besties. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? <laughs> <laughs>